Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for tuning in today to Life Point. I am so glad you're listening, and I hope your day is just wonderful because we know that this is the day the Lord has made, and we are going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. You know, I think everyone is looking forward to heaven that loves Jesus because we know what our future holds, and we know who holds our future, and we know that it's going to be a great day when we get to heaven. But while we're on earth, God has a plan for us. He has a plan for us to understand who he is, to repent, to be baptized, to follow his precepts, and to live for him. And I want to talk a little bit about that today. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for every listener. Thank you for their life. Thank you for their faithfulness. God bless them powerfully and mightily. We love you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, heaven, of course, is an important goal of all our lives. And I was, uh, I've heard some recent stories. I listened to things. And I was heard about these two famous baseball pitchers that were talking amongst themselves. One said to the other, whoever gets to heaven first, find out if there is baseball in heaven. And then come back and let the other one know. So one of these pitchers passed away and made it to heaven and found out the answer and was able to somehow let the other pitcher know. He said, I have, I have good news for you and bad news. The good news is there is baseball in heaven. The bad news is you are scheduled to pitch on Friday. Well, I laugh at that because I, I get that. I was a pitcher. And, and so I, if you didn't catch that, yes, uh, that other one is going to go to heaven soon. That was the idea of that whole thing. But you know what? Heaven is a wonderful place. Now, I don't know if we're going to play baseball in heaven. I know one thing. We're going to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And I believe we're going to be happy. I believe it's not going to be boring. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a phenomenal place. But folks, for you to get to that place, you have to repent. You have to ask Jesus Christ in your life. Vance Havner, a writer, said this, repentance is almost a lost note in our preaching and experience, and a lack of it is filling our churches with baptized sinners who have never felt the guilt of sin or the need of a Savior. Well, is that an interesting quote? One of my prayer partners gave me this thoughtful quote this last week, and I think it's pretty accurate. In churches over the last couple of decades, we have been a place to come. It's like a place to come and feel good, and we need to feel good because we're in the house of God as the Lord so designed us to be. But has it become a norm for fellowship with friends, or have we really understood the importance of repentance? The importance of repentance. We have baptized many people, and many more to be baptized, but we don't want to baptize them to be a part of the church, but baptize them because they are truly have repented of their sins, and they're all in with Jesus Christ. And that's what matters. Sometimes people say, well, I, I, can I be baptized be a part of your church? No. You're baptized because you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And yes, you're a part of the church because, you know, all church, you know, our church, our membership is, if you're a Christian, uh, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you can be a voting member of the church. Anybody can come to the church. But to be a, we don't have a written membership at Cloverdale. We just, if you're a Christian, you're a part of the church. You worship with us for six months. You can get involved if we have any kind of votes on anything, which we have very few votes on, on our budget every year, and on a new senior pastor when that time comes. And, of course, that's probably coming sooner than one thing, being that I've been there 31 years. 
but the church will come together and vote on that. Well, there is a parable of two sons in Matthew chapter 21. And Jesus said, what do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. And I will, I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe in him. Man, that, that's pretty straightforward. As Jesus is is talking, is these you know the pro, these people, prostitutes and tax collectors, and tax collectors are known known as the worst of the worst. They were living in tor- terrible sin, but they repented. They asked God to forgive them, and God came into their lives. But He was telling these other people, regular people, maybe even church people that are attending church and think they're doing everything right, have not even repented and asked Jesus in their life. They just think they're going through the steps. As most people know, the word repent means turn away. We must always teach God's truth to turn away from sin and begin a new life in Him. You know, even this in the last few weeks I heard on the news, they're trying to sneak God out of more court situations. Some are trying to get the courts to stop using the last, the last phrase in this. Do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing about the truth? So I'll help you God. They're trying to get rid of, so I'll help you God. They don't want God in the equation. The world doesn't want God in equation. I hear churches who argue over such things. I am telling you something. We had better stand up for our God. We better stand up for Jesus Christ at all costs. Many churches today are speaking less and less about the power of God and the pull of sin so that everyone walks out skipping from church and happy because they haven't heard about sin. Oh, I don't want to make someone feel guilty. Pastor, you, you shouldn't make people feel guilty. You should make them feel uh, light and fluffy when they leave. Of course I want you people to leave happy every Sunday. But I want them to leave happy because they have left it all on the altar. That you have given your issues to God and your situations, and God has forgiven you. You've repented because you've asked. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 7, and 8, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Those are Jesus' words. I hope and pray this church that I pastor and the churches that you go to in the Treasure Valley that we never fall victim of passive Christianity where we just assume everybody is heaven bound. You know, think about that for a moment. How many people walk through the doors? We all assume everybody has repented. When the truth of the matter is, there are some that haven't. I've had people that talk to me, Pastor, I've come for years, and I realized I really never, never I gave my life to Christ. I really never uh, repented. And then I've had some that are elderly now and said, you know, I want to be baptized. I like the Scripture is very important to me, which we'll talk about, which I talk about more than probably any other Scripture in a few minutes. And then we, knowledge. We need to understand this, that, you know, Knowledge minus repentance means nothing. You can have all the knowledge about right and wrong and know many answers to the deep meanings of the Bible. But if you don't repent, if you don't ask God to forgive you, then all it is is knowledge and not worth anything for your salvation. That's why I share this passage of Scripture with you more than any other passage during the year. I share this, number one, 
It's this, it's Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And then he promises, he says, you will, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. He didn't say you might or it may happen. He says you will receive the Holy Spirit. How does one receive the Holy Spirit? You repent and you're baptized. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. It's easy to hear the Word of God, but are we living it? Sometimes we don't see that what's right before us. Sometimes things are just right before us, and we don't get it. We don't understand it. You know, as I was telling you the story earlier, I, I heard another story uh, this last week, and it's one some of you have heard over the course of time, but I hadn't heard it before. There was a car full of elderly ladies driving down the road, down the freeway. They were driving down the freeway, and they got pulled over by a policeman. He said to the driver, ma'am, did you know you were driving 30 miles per hour on the freeway? Yes, sir, she said. Well, why were you going that speed? She said, because the sign said 30. The police officer said, ma'am, that was Highway 30, Freeway 30 you are going on. And then he looked in the back seat, and he saw these ladies trembling, these older ladies trembling. And he said to the driver, why are these ladies in the back seat, why do they look so terrified? Sheepishly, the driver said, well, we just came off Highway 95. Well, I think you understand that. I'd be a little scared, too. They were a little scared, too. But it was right in front of them. They see these things, and sometimes we misinterpret. You know what? We need to interpret the message of God in the correct manner because he has some phenomenal things in store for those that will pay attention, those that will live for him, those that will understand his truth. And I think sometimes we don't do that. You know, what is a success gauged on in church? What is it gauged on? David Platt wrote a book called Radical. I really like the book. I've been going through it and through it. It's a little orange paperback book, oh, about $9 on Amazon. It's called Radical. He says, once we have a relationship with Jesus, the church focus shouldn't be on the hundreds of thousands that walk into our churches, but the hundreds of thousands who are leaving our buildings to take on the world as disciples of Christ. In other words, if we're following the principles of Jesus and going into all the world making disciples and baptizing people, then we are doing what he has asked us to do, and that is to change the world for him. To change the world for him. People, are you changing the world for Jesus Christ? Are you saved? Are you really following the precepts of God? Are you walking out of your churches making a difference in a lost world? I hope so. All of us have that opportunity. All of us be, need to be reaching the lost. I was sitting by one of our church members at a basketball game oh, a couple weeks ago, and she introduced me to a young lady, a young girl, a teenage girl, and told me that she's been inviting her, her and her parents to church because they didn't go to church. I thought, man, that's great. We have people in our church that are attempting to make a difference for Jesus and are living the biblical principle of making a difference and encouraging people to be about the business of Jesus Christ. You know, and that's exactly what he has called us to do. And I'm going to kind of continue in this realm this week, all week, in this, this uh, principle that we're talking about today in repentance and going out and making a difference. I think it's vital, and I think all of us need to get it. Our Heavenly Father, as we close today, open our hearts, open our minds to you. May we see clearly what you have in front of us. And Lord, may each one of us follow the footsteps you've laid out. We love you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.